We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. The Kansas Jayhawks are bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. We'll be breaking all of that down here on Booth Review presented by Emprise Bank. When was the last time you went into a bank? Now more than ever, who you're doing business with is more important than where they're located. Emprise Bank is a trusted business partner that can serve anyone, anywhere. Emprise Bank, member FDIC. I am here for the last time, unfortunately, with Scott Chasen. Scott, we we joked about it this week. What a perfect last show to do together. Kansas is bowl eligible in nine games. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. And, you know, Ken, I, I just tweeted this, but I, I think this is the thing that really sticks with me. Kansas isn't just bowl eligible here. Kansas is bowl eligible with the starting quarterback going down halfway through the season. Uh, And if that isn't just the perfect encapsulation of the culture, everything that Lance Leipold has been building for really for two years now, but uh, it just feels like Kansas is headed in such a positive direction. And yeah, I mean, this game wasn't even close 37, 16, the final, but I mean, other than maybe I, I, I Ken, I don't think there was a moment in this game where it felt like Oklahoma State had any semblance of control because the only time they scored, Jason Bean answered with a huge touchdown run, and Kansas just kind of coasted the scenes in Lawrence. So they're tearing the goalpost down right now. I can see it at the, the corner of my eye on the TV. I didn't make it into the booth today, not feeling well. But um, you mentioned Jason Bean crying, the emotion on the field. How about that last drive, that Kai Thomas run where he gets like five yards and now all of a sudden the whole team is pushing him for a first down? Like that that was Kansas reacting to something that means a lot to a lot of people. So I'll shut up and let you talk for a little bit, Kent. But 
Man, six wins for a Kansas team. This, this is a big deal. As someone who's covered this program, first press conference I attended was a Charlie Weiss press conference. Uh, this program has come a very long way, in, and it's been a, a short period of time with this staff, but it's been a long time. Uh, they've been losing and struggling. So, you know, you 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 can't help but, uh, you know, feel happy for those guys seeing, seeing that reaction out, out there on the field. It took Kansas five games to double the projected win total from Vegas. Vegas had them at two and a half wins. That was the that was the over under for this football team. KU goes out, they win their first five. They lose their quarterback, their Heisman candidate quarterback, and they fall. They lose three in a row. They lose three really tough games in a row. Dylan Gabriel comes back ready to play. Blake Shapin comes back ready to play. I mean, KU doesn't really catch a ton of those breaks. They finally caught a break at the quarterback position. Uh, but I I would have liked to see this game with Spencer Sanders out of curiosity because Kansas put 37 points on the board and there was nothing fluky about it. This this Kansas, they they didn't just like break through the ceiling of bowl eligibility. They shattered it. They came out of their bye week and they put together an incredible performance on both sides of the football. Um, I am just, I'm blown away by what this team has done in a short amount of time. They've won six games in nine uh, attempts. They've got their bowl eligibility. Their season's not over. They've faced enormous amounts of adversity and they've responded by just going to work every day getting better every day, putting in the work, not skipping through the process, you know, they're committing themselves to the process, whether they won or they lost. And that's the byproduct of what you saw here. They beat the brakes off of Oklahoma state today. Yeah, sure. It was, you know, it was, uh, it was a team that was dealing with their injuries. So was Kansas deal with it. Kansas went out with their backup quarterback and beat the brakes off of Oklahoma State with their where their backup quarterback. They earned it. They're going bowl. They're going to a bowl game. And I'm just I'm so happy. I'm just so happy for for everybody in this program. I'm so happy for every fan that has watched this team. It's just it, they've all. There's so many people. Scott, you deserve it. You <laughs> deserve to watch a good football team. Before, you know, before you're, you know, and, and talk about a good football team before you get out of here. Because you you said you've had to you've had to watch some really, really difficult, dark days in Kansas football. Yeah, well, Ken, a, a couple points here. One, the, the injury thing. Yeah, I mean, Kansas loses its leading rusher, its quarterback. It's dealing with banged up offensive line, defensive line. I mean, yeah, it, this is this is football. And, um, you know, Kansas Kansas has been playing with a backup quarterback, so no one should then turn around and be like, yeah, well, Kansas played a backup quarterback. It's like, yeah, there were two backup quarterbacks on the field today. And, uh, you know, credit to Jason Bean. I mean, you see the emotion. This is a guy who left North Texas for a chance to start at Kansas. Um, found out that turns out there were some guys who were kind of up to his level too. Um, you know, certainly at the end of last year, no one would have said that, that you know, coming out of last season, he was the better quarterback in this program. Again, sticking around. Um, no matter how good his fall was, it, it was Jalen Daniels's job. Um, you keep a guy like that in the program. You keep guys around and, and you build because I, I think that's been one of the things about Kansas. Like they've added players throughout the last few regimes or they've, they've had a, 
a coach or, or someone do something, but it, it's never felt like it was building. There's been a lot of turmoil. There's been a lot of staff turnover, a lot of player turnover. You, you get a guy who's good. Now all of a sudden he's gone. Um, injury stuff. I, it's, it's been a disastrous decade plus for Kansas. And this is really the first time that you've seen um, not, not just the present be so exciting. And again, you, you look at that reaction after the game, but you see where they're building and you know, Kent, that, there are a number of things that stand out for, to me at this game. But one thing I was kind of saying all week, um, and, and I said this, I was on a show with Derek Johnson, um, the Locked on Jayhawks podcast the other day. I said, I, I still feel like the most likely outcome for this team, seven wins followed by six, followed by five. And it, it feels like the PTSD of Kansas fans, something you talk about a lot. Like they they start five and oh, and then they lose a game. And now it's like, oh, they're going to, now here come the losses. Here it comes. They're going five and seven. The other, like, this is a really, really good football team. And, and I made the case when OU plays Iowa State, the line is one point. Kansas beat one team, loses to the other. Kansas is just a good Big 12 team. Baylor beats Oklahoma today, right? Kansas lost to both, but they were kind of in it down to the very end against Baylor. Um, this, is, this is a good football team. This is a football team that could easily be 8-1 and one at this point and instead is 6-3, and three, and that's probably what they deserve to be that has three more games coming that are going to be fun, that has a bowl game coming that for a lot of KU fans will be a lot of fun, has practice time coming, and then basically brings everybody back to do it again next year. I, I mean, Kent, this is a, a rousing success. Is the, is the, I, I don't know the right way to phrase it, but uh, I, this result, how they handled their business today, coming out of the bye week, I was a little bit curious what Oklahoma State was going to look like. But yeah, Kansas, Kansas was the better team on both ends offense, defense, everything Kansas did was better than what Oklahoma State did. And, and yeah, I agree. I don't think this was a fluke in the slightest. You brought up, you know, one thing we've talked about a couple of times on this show, and the, the thing that is so valuable about this sixth win is Lance Leipold gets to be around his kids for another month. He gets to coach this program for another month. He gets another spring ball out of this, you know? And for a program that is building – to, to sit at the doorstep and miss out on an opportunity like that where you're you're one you know you're one game away from getting an extra month with your kids you're one game away from giving from rewarding all these kids that have had have bought into what you've been selling for the last 20 months to you know it it would it would have been devastating you know and um, not to say that like this season wasn't this season was successful if KU goes zero and seven to end the end the season they were successful it was a successful season but that doesn't mean it wouldn't have been devastating to not be to be on the doorstep and not get that opportunity but now here's what you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of time to develop further with these kids you're gonna get to give them another tangible look at what is happening with this culture a reward for the culture that has been instilled for the standards that are being set and for these kids going out and meeting those standards. I it's, it's so I, I can't tell you how valuable this is for where this program is. I just, I it, it's, it doesn't, I don't care if they're playing army hmm. in the, you know, Duke's Mayo crypto bowl. I does Duke's Mayo do crypto? They might. I don't know. I, I don't care if they don't. play in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. I don't care. They're, they're, that's a real one, actually. I can't believe it's a real one, but it is. I it, it doesn't matter. This team's getting to be together for another month. That's going to be good for recruiting. That's going to be good for a lot of different things. And I'm just 
the weight off my shoulders as a Kansas fan masquerading as a Kansas media person is just, it's so big now. I just, I'm just, I'm so happy for everybody. Yeah, it's validation. Um, I can't tell you the number of teams I've covered uh, where you go into a season, you hear a quote from a coach or a player, sometimes on the record, sometimes not, about, oh, the goal is bowl eligibility this year or whatever. And it, it sounds a little silly. Now, sometimes it's it's more real than others. And, and the thing we talked about, and I said a lot coming into the season, was if you believe that Kansas has good coaching and you believe that Kansas has better players, then it really just comes down to the quarterback spot. If you get that quarterback production, you should be a team that's maybe not going bowling, but winning four, five, six games, being in competition with a lot of these other teams. And you've seen that, you know, you look around the Big 12, it seems like every week a team might be getting blown out. It's not every team every week, but everyone has that bad loss and everyone has that week where they don't show up. Um, You haven't had that from Kansas's perspective. It's something you point out all the time. And that's part of why I think they're in this position in the first place. Like when you are just in the game week after week after week, sometimes you will get those chances that go your way. Sometimes like the TCU game, you won't. You'll have a couple calls maybe go against you, a weird fumble at the one yard line. And that's the difference between you winning and losing in a game that your quarterback goes down. But this Kansas team just kind of, it just kind of keeps staying in the game. And Oklahoma was really the one time that they haven't been in that game. But, oh, by the way, Kansas is bowl eligible. You know who isn't bowl eligible at this point? The Oklahoma Sooners, who still have work to do over their last three games of this season to get bowl eligible because whereas Kansas takes care of business more often than not, OU hasn't. Back-to-back weeks, they didn't look like they belonged to be in the Big 12 Conference before obviously going and beating Kansas. So I think that's a credit to them. There are also a few things on the field I want to talk about, and I think it starts with Devin Neal. Yes. Go for it. Let's go. Over 300 all-purpose yards in this game. They unveiled kind of the shovel pass look, including a third and eight, where Kent, you were kind of advocating for them to run there, which they've done with some success. It's, it's as you pointed out, same concept. It's kind of what they pass. did. I was, yeah. like, I was looking at those wide nine splits. I was like, you need to run a draw here. And they yeah. basically did. Yeah, a little, a little sick, shovel it was, action. It was, a better, it was a better play call than a traditional mm-hmm. draw, though. It was nuts. Yeah. They just needed, but, they needed to get a simple, they just needed to get a simple play that wasn't, you know, just, let's just, let's just try to, yeah. And, and that's what they did. And, and Devin Neal was phenomenal. It, it wasn't just the spin moves, the ex- exciting plays. You, you saw the bye week effect on this offensive line on so many guys. I mean, Jacoby Bryant being back, Devin Neal looked healthier, sharper. Um, the blocking really set up great for him to take advantage of his space. And, and I, I just thought this KU team looked so fresh, but that it really started with Devin Neal. And Kent, Devin Neal's a guy I remember covering his recruitment. I remember going out to games to watch him play. Um, Devin Neal's just a, a really genuine quality kid. In fact, he, did, he didn't really want to talk recruiting um, when he was going through his season. And then after he committed, I ended up getting a text from him on my phone because he had owed me a call back. He hadn't given it to me. He said he wanted to get through his high school season. I was like, no problem with that. And he was like, hey, I said I wanted to get through my season. You respected that. You didn't bug me. I didn't call you back. I'm calling you now. Like, I want to talk. Let me know anything you need. And and throughout, you know, covering recruiting the next year, whatever, I, I could talk to him after a game. He'd get on the phone and call me because he knew he was coming to Kansas. But he also knew he wanted to do something at Kansas, right? He wasn't just mm-hmm. coming to Kansas as the hometown school. This is a guy who had looks from other places. He truly believed that he would be a part of turning this culture around. It's fitting that both he and Rich Miller made big plays in this game. Um, but that's a guy who's believed, and it's a guy who's really um, wanted to kind of fire people up. Luke Grimm is in this category, too. 
who wanted to bring people with him. He believed he could make a difference, but he knew he needed more with him to do it. Um, I think of those two guys in particular, Devin Neal and Luke Grimm, both local. Um, Luke Grimm playing over at Raypack, uh, who have really bought in and believed about changing the Kansas culture. And by all accounts, Kent, they've absolutely done that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, they're they're helping set standards in the way that they play the game, the effort they put in. I don't think these are the healthy. I don't think they've been the healthiest all season, especially like Luke Grimm, who's been toughing through some stuff. But like Mm -hmm. those are two guys that definitely exemplify, you know, what has happened in this culture. Hey, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you are watching this, by the way, Uh, it helps us get it to more KU fans. Leave some comments. Tell us what you how you're feeling after Kansas gets bowl eligible. Uh, This from Matt Brown. Uh, entering today, Kansas had lost 45 games in a row to AP-ranked opponents by an average of 31.1 points. The win over Oklahoma State is the Jayhawks' first against a ranked team since September 2010. And, like, people are going to diminish that, right? Um, they didn't have Spencer Sanders. They didn't have a few guys. They're, they're you know, they're running on fumes with some injuries. Yeah. But I think the fact that Kansas is in a position to exploit that tells you a lot about this football team. This is a good football team. This is a legitimate bowl eligible football team. And Kansas didn't leave doubt despite some of the talent, talent disparity, you know, and there's no, there's zero excuses for what happened today. KU beat the brakes off of Oklahoma state. They dominated. They dominated on the law, on the offensive line, the offensive line. Like I know it was a lot. They definitely knew it was great, but man, that offensive line, was insane today they were dominant at the point of attack they were creating lanes and 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 devin neal was finding them and hitting them and and working to the second level and bopping a bunch of second level defenders and third level defenders and they didn't really have an answer for it and so we talked a little bit about devin neal and like man 300 it's 324 Something. yards <laughs> 220 32 carries 224 yards and a touchdown rushing that's just rushing 
six catches, 110 yards uh, with a 53-yard catch in there, sprinkled in there. So just an, an, an insane performance. Um, I want to make sure we talk about Jason Bean, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Bean was about as flawless as we've seen him in a Kansas uniform. And um, that kid, for what he's been through, for the expectations that he had probably walking into from the, from the battle for the quarterback position, you know, by some indications, he was close to winning that job this offseason, playing at a high level. To see him protect the football at the, the way he did, to see, he didn't put the ball at risk once. There, I, don't, I can't think of one play where it was like a, a near interception and interception. You got one? He, you got I got two. two. I would look. So let, let me piggyback off what you're saying because Jason Bean was marvelous. Um, I thought there were three 50 50 plays in this game that oh. all went KU's way. I know that. Now, I know what you're talking Okay. I remember one of them now. Well, well, one was the Lawrence Arnold catch where the guy could have picked it, but he was covering the guy who was. Uh, yeah. Or to, it was a route combination. Somebody was running like a an out or something. They that's their that's their that's their third down staple. They'll run a little slant, but they'll run a kind of a quick out outside of it. So they're kind of creating a natural rub right between where the slant and the outer breaking. Mm-hmm. They love to throw the out route a lot of times. Anyways. Yeah. So that that was one. There was the throwaway where he's getting wrapped up and he just chucks that thing down. Okay, I forgot the about that one pretty too. special. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll and, give you those. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Withdrawn. And and then there was the fourth down throw that was not in jeopardy. A little bit too much mustard on it. Jared Casey makes a phenomenal catch. But this is to your point, Ken. Jason being in games where he struggled or been inconsistent, it hasn't been that. It's been, you know, stare down a receiver, throw the ball straight to a linebacker. It's It's been those plays that are just devastating mistakes. And today it was a professional quarterbacking performance where he let his guys make plays more often than not. And the defense was going to have to do something spectacular to make a play. And to your point, he didn't, he didn't give them anything easy. There were, there were those three plays out of how many plays are in a football game, you know, 60, 70, 80, however many, um, and and that was really it. Other than that, I thought Jason Bean was phenomenal. And and even with that, even with those plays, one of which was a key fourth down conversion, I thought Jason Bean was great. Uh he was. And like he avoided some of the backbreaking mistakes that kind of put this team behind the sticks or behind the, you know, behind the sticks, behind, you know, on the scoreboard at times. Because there's been some mistakes that have kind of put him his team in a in a tough situation. But I think it's just he, I don't think, I don't know if I'm totally surprised by this performance either, because I think it's kind of been building towards that. You know, I think he's kind of been building towards this because, like, he'll have some high profile, high leverage moments early in the game that kind of leave a sour taste in people's mouth. But then he'll go out and he'll play really good football in the second half of the game and he'll kind of help claw, you know, claw this team back in. It's like Jason Bean's had a really good season. I think I, I hope people understand. Like, I think you're lucky to have Jason Bean here. And he's not the same kind of player that Jalen Daniels is. And I think Jalen Daniels is the better player. Uh, I think Jalen Daniels earned that starting spot. And he he earned like I, I definitely think he earned it. But Jason Bean can play, man. And um you saw how how you win football with Jason Bean. I mean, he had a I mean the 73 yard run was mm-hmm. insane. What a what a run by him! What a play by him! Um, finding a way to utilize that that track speed and running away from Oklahoma State's defense, 
but then I he did a I mean he did a good job protecting the football. I don't think he had you know he had the he had the nice little completion on the shovel pass that kind of helped I you know with the with the statistics and stuff. But seventy eight percent completion protected the football, two hundred three yards passing. That kid and he deserved he deserved a moment like this. Um, yeah. he deserved a moment like this. So I, I I'm I'm really happy for him and, and seeing him at the end of the game just sobbing. I mean, that's what this is all about, man. This is what I mean. I'm trying not to get too emotional about this, too. Just to see a kid like that, you know, pull his team out of, you know, pull his team out of, you know, the the door off the doorstep. He he ripped him off the doorstep and he helped help get that team, you know, to where they've been trying to, to go to. And I'm just I'm so happy for him. Two biggest drives of the game. Uh, in my opinion, the first were, was the answer after the Oklahoma State touchdown, which was when I believe he had that long touchdown run. That was Jason run. Bean's run, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that that was a huge moment because if Oklahoma State, you know, football games, a lot of times they're based off the flow of the game, how it's going. Some people people like, you know, you could say momentum. I, I don't love using the term momentum. I, I think sometimes that encapsulates a lot of things that are going on. But the, the flow of the game, certainly. Oklahoma State gets that first score. You want to go back and answer. That makes a big statement to them that you're still in control of the game, but also the first drive of the second half. And that had a couple fourth down conversions. Um, great play design to get that ball in the flat to Jared Casey. Uh, it was that fake triple option look that they've given. They go back the other way. Jared Casey lined up, I think as an H back, maybe as a tight end comes all the way across the field, the other way um, he's open. He makes a great catch. But then there was that other one where Jason being under pressure has to get it to Devin Neal as kind of an escape valve. And Devin Neal does the rest and gets the first down. Um, I thought those two fourth down conversions were absolutely massive. Very fitting to me that Jared Casey ends up being the guy to score in that drive that, at, at least in my opinion, kind of ended the game at that point. I think he was up 34 to 7, I want to say. Um, and, and you felt like it, you know, certainly at that point, they weren't going to give it away. Just another thing on Jared Casey, because I know we talk about him a lot. Um, Jared, Jared Casey is such a, a good example of, of this team. And I kind of talked about it before the year, Ken. Um, when, when you have a good football coach, your, your coach does not care if your player is a walk-on or a scholarship player or X, Y, and Z. If he's the best player, he's going to play. And Jared Casey showed last year he was good enough at least to play. And this year he's shown that he's good enough to be an all-Big 12 tight end. Um, he blocks as well as any tight end in the league. He pass catches as well as any tight end in the league. If you look at a big KU football, any like long run that goes down the side, one side or another, usually he's on the end sealing it off. And I don't know if he'd been banged up the last few weeks or what, but they got him involved again. They let him make the plays in the ways that, um, you know, he can really change a game. To me, Jared Casey, not the most like measurables, you know, jump off the page, five-star talent. That's not who he is. He came to this program. He came to Kansas as a walk-on to tell you where he was. Um, but I think it's using guys like that, finding ways to get them involved. And then for guys like that, like Jared Casey, like Quentin Skinner, staying engaged, finding your role on the team, and then kind of kicking that door down when you get the opportunity. Jared Casey, I think, is just another example. Tory Lachlan in this game was one of them. You know, that block to spring the Devin Neal run. You, you just have so many of those guys on the Kansas roster. Um, it's almost like an island of misfits kind of situation where the staff just gets the most out of them and they succeed. So those two drives to me, I, I thought those were moments where Kansas made it very clear that this game was not going to be in doubt for even a second after that point. Yeah, the the opening drive, I'm glad you brought it up. The opening drive 
uh, of the second half was just was an exorcism, I think, as a Kansas fan. Because I watch like I I was talking with Joel Penfield like the whole game. He's a can he's no he's a he does the royal stuff for us here at KC Sports Network. Uh, big Oklahoma State guy used to cover Oklahoma State, and I just told him like I was I he congratulated me on the win at halftime and all this. I was like I'm nervous. It's a 17 point game, but I I think the nerves and the anxiety of of how ma- like the magnitude of breaking that ceiling. And the magnitude of the moment of that that clock running out and Kansas ending up with a win, like that was a that was fourteen years of of pressure and weight on that football team, and I don't know if they felt it. And credit to Lance Leipold if they felt it, but that opening drive of the first half or of the second half was a mm-hmm. statement to every Kansas fan that it's different now. It's different. We're not the same Kansas that we were. That was Lance Leipold and company telling you that. They go for it on fourth down and fourth and inches at the 50. That's some confidence and some swagger right there. That's some belief right there. They preach belief within that organization. That's belief right there. They put the ball in the hands of Jason Bean. Jared Casey makes a phenomenal play to extend the drive. And they're rewarded with seven points. And they're rewarded with a bowl game. Like that game, that that kicked the door down on this game. I think that's the one that really just kind of demoralized Oklahoma State, put Kansas in the catbird seat, let them manage the game a little bit. I mean, Jason Bean didn't throw the ball very much after that, after that possession. Didn't have to. I mean, they were running the ball at will anyway, but like that let them manage the game. And that was, I think, tense for, for a lot of Kansas fans because like, you know, Kansas doesn't always get that fourth and in inches in the last 14 years. I don't Kansas doesn't I I know I know Oklahoma State's down. Kansas doesn't win that game many of the last 14 years. Hmm. Can I just say like and look, yeah, hey, cool. Oklahoma State was missing some players. Kansas was too. This is college football. This is how it works. What was the score of the Oklahoma State Kansas game last year? Kansas got the break speed off of them. Yeah. Kansas got the absolute break speed off of them. So look at like what this team has done. You know, this year relative to last year. I mean, uh, hold on, I got it. It was fifty-five to three last year. That's not w- one quarterback away change in growth from this program, and I, that that last drive just that just showed you how different things are. Yeah, and, and they did it to Iowa State too, where I I don't remember that one, but it was something in the fifties to something smaller than ten, um, where Kansas flipped the script again. And finds a way to get a win. And and Kent, the other side of the ball, the defense, I, I think this is something we've talked about a lot on this show. Um, yes, they get, I think, four takeaways, three interceptions, a fumble recovery, although that was on a fourth down stop uh, in this one. But uh, what the defense did is what the defense has kind of done, in, and I'd say most games this year, which is basically make teams drive against them, knowing that if they can get that one play, a TFL, a sack, a penalty, a turnover, whatever, you know, they're going to have a great chance for success. I I thought the defense answered the bell a number of different times. Yes. Now um, Oklahoma state didn't have the best quarterback performance. Oklahoma state is banged up, whatever Um, this KU defense has been through it a little bit. Lonnie Phelps went down at one point. You got his dad on Twitter asking, you know, is he okay? He comes back in the game. I I didn't think he was the same. Um, You know, at least from what we saw the first couple weeks of the season, once he came back in Jacoby Bryant, who's been out, he's back in, gets a pick the Kansas defense, you know, 
three interceptions, takeaways doing it that way. I, I thought they more than held up their end of the bargain. And I, and I thought it was Mr. Maybe not misdirection, but just moving guys around pre-snap to kind of confuse Oklahoma state. I thought it was bringing pressure at times. They looked comfortable doing that unafraid. Um, I thought Kenny Logan had some massive tackles uh, when the Oklahoma state running backs did get to the second and third levels of that defense. Um, I, I thought a number of guys had good performances. I, I thought the defensive line candidly played, played pretty well too, but Kenny Logan, this to me was a game where he had to make a few different plays to ensure an Oklahoma State game didn't turn into one of those explosive plays, and and I thought he did his role too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I mean, this is the formula. I mean, it's not always this, but this is the formula in the structure of Kansas wins. By the way, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you are watching this show, helps grow the channel. Leave some comments. We've been posting some of the comments that y'all are y'all are throwing out there. Um, we're celebrating today. Kansas is bowl eligible. But back to the defense. Um, yeah, like this is the formula, though. Like this is how I think structurally this team is going to find success with this group and you you, I mean you you brought up the penalties and the negative you know one negative play can really you know put this you know put things off off um off for you know (laughs) for the defensive or for the you know for an offense and it's so true it's like that that that's how this team is structurally handling things and you're right they did some better I think they were able to disguise some stuff at times they were showing a little bit more disguise but structurally they were staying sound they were keeping things in front of them still like you can try to mix and match a little bit i do think that they're good you know they're timely about bringing their pressure and i think it got to a point in the game where they felt a little bit more comfortable saying all right you know what we've extended this a little bit let's start heating you up a little bit let's start challenging the young guy here a little bit um but the tackling was really good mm-hmm. i thought today like really good um i thought coverage wise <laughs> they they stayed they stayed structurally intact um and i mean that's yeah that's one of the better performances that you've seen from the defense and obviously yeah they're playing with a with a lesser quarterback but at the same time i mean kansas didn't know what they were getting into either with him they didn't know what they had you know they didn't know that you know maybe they didn't know i don't know so Hmm. yeah i'm just really impressed with what the defense was able to put together just across the board yeah, look, Ken, I remember a game when Patrick Mahomes, ever heard of him, got knocked out of the game, and Nick Shimanek, a name some KU fans might remember, came in and, and absolutely lit up Kansas. Uh, I remember Hunter Deckers coming into a game in relief against Kansas and having some success against the Jayhawks. Um, oh, now I'm forgetting the guy's name. Oh, Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina. I'm remembering 
uh, when he made his debut against Kansas, and people may not remember this, nobody knew who he was. He was a redshirt freshman quarterback, and Coastal Carolina had two guys in competition to start. And they said, oh, by the way, what if we went with neither of them and just threw in this different redshirt freshman? And then he launched a season where, you know, he was as good as any quarterback in the nation. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. Um, but I thought the defense set the terms of this game. Um, or at least for the Oklahoma State offense. The defense did well enough against the run that Oklahoma State had to play more from a passing perspective than they probably wanted to. Um, Oklahoma State went tempo at times. I thought Kansas held up pretty well other than basically one drive to where Oklahoma State started subbing and saying, well, let's just make sure we have the right play um, because we're not getting this huge advantage by tempo and might be messing ourselves up some. To me, that's the defense dictating the terms of this game I thought Kansas did great from that perspective. And yeah, when they when they did start to to heat Oklahoma State up and they did start to devote extra numbers or, or get guys around the you know, they brought the safeties up at one point when Oklahoma State started to gash them just for a little bit in the run game. Um, I, I thought that as much as anything defensively really set a tone. Um, yeah, you can point to the takeaways, but I would point to I think that defense was good enough to get stops, even if they weren't getting those takeaways. Um, they just happen to be playing, you know, another erratic quarterback. And and when that happens, you end up getting those chances. The, the tempo stuff that Oklahoma State tries doesn't really work unless you're staying ahead of the sticks. And Oklahoma, like the thing with the Oklahoma game is like Dylan Gabriel was just getting the ball out of his hands and turning it into second and two. And like that kind of early down success was what was really killing that tempo. Tempo only works if you can get in a rhythm. And it's really hard for a young quarterback to get in a rhythm and they weren't consistently able to get into that rhythm. And so, yeah, Hey, you want to try that? Cool. By all means, like, <laughs> you know, like let's let, you know, try it, but forcing that, you know, forcing long sustained drives was, is, is the model is the model for 90% of the teams that you're going to play because quarterbacks, it's hard to find a quarterback. It's hard to find one. Oklahoma state learned that today. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to find one, let alone two. So Spencer Sanders being hurt. I mean, hey, you gotta you gotta try to develop a second guy and you know force him to be consistent down the field, especially since he's an 18 year old. I mean, it, it's a good formula. It, it it's a formula that's gonna give Kansas a lot of success as long as Lance Leipold and Brian Brian Borland are in town. And yeah. it'll be frustrating as this as the expectations get raised a little bit. I think, but. It's it's a winning formula. It's a formula that will help you stay out of the cellar. Yeah. I'm only disappointed we didn't get a little Gunner Gundy action today. I was kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, just like a little bit. And I don't know. Okay, you played Manny Miles for a while. Um, it's funny. Uh, Bill oh, I Self forgot about that. Yeah, just briefly. Oh. Uh, they had Bill Self in the booth on the uh, Fox 1 or Fox Sports broadcast. Uh, Fox Sports One broadcast, and they were talking about Gunner Gundy and whatever. And I was like, "Hey, Bill Self coached his son too. Don't forget that." And and one time it wasn't his son; it was Evan Manning. But he threw him in the first half of a game just to make the make a point to some of the guys on the court um, that he wasn't happy with. I think it was a Sprint Center game. Um, Ken, I, I want to go real quick before we get out of here. I want I want to do like a big picture season thing here. Um, you know, we talk a lot about bowl eligibility what it means. Obviously you, you get that extra practice. It, it validates the players. It, it rewards them. Um, I think to an extent, it also rewards a fan base that showed up for three weeks in a row and sold out the booth. Uh, you know, attendance was very good in this game over 40,000. I think it's probably a little disappointing to those in the program. They didn't sell it out again. Um, 
but the momentum is still so overwhelmingly positive for the program. And I, I'll say the other thing about this is, you know, I don't, I don't expect any drop off. Um, Lance Leipold coached the team that went six and six and didn't make a bowl game uh, because, you know, there were a certain number of teams bowl eligible and Buffalo didn't get picked. Uh, that will not be the case at Kansas. Um, Kansas will be going bowling with six wins. I can I can guarantee that for you. There's a little bit of difference in those two programs, um, but he's he's going to keep the team motivated and sharp, uh, sharp. And and the word I keep using is building. Uh, Kansas is so clearly building something this season, next season, um, and even beyond that. Just with the quality of players and the quality of coaching they're getting. The fact that they're so often in the best positions to succeed. Um, and you can complain about little things. Well, was the play calling at the goal line the best? Or this fourth down versus that fourth down, whatever. But these conversations are so different than, you know, hey, Kansas has had a substitution penalty in five straight weeks. Hey, Kansas's first offensive play of a season was a delay of game. Uh, these are things, you know, these are things that happen in the other staffs that, that you don't see now. The problems now are so micro as compared to macro. And it's just about figuring out the way to get the most out of everybody. Um, I, I just think you see a program going up and up and up. I, I expect him to get another win this season. You know, he probably before the bowl game, I expect this, if they bring everybody back that they could, this could easily be a seven, eight, nine win team next year. You know, they're going to lose guys on the defensive line uh, and, and Earl Bostic. And that's like basically it. If they keep everyone in tow and then add to that, uh, this could be a great team, but um Kansas is building short-term, long-term Kansas is building a real program now. And, and that's pretty cool to see given, you know, that I, I have covered this team through a lot of staffs that it felt like something was happening, but it didn't necessarily feel like progress. Yeah. It doesn't have to end at six wins. It doesn't have to, uh, Kansas. We talked about this a couple of times. Kansas played their best football in November last year. Uh, they beat Texas in November. They were competitive in December. Or in, in November, I'm sorry. So, yeah, KU got their first one at first first win in November knocked out. There's some opportunities to continue to make this season just just more and more special. Um, and maybe set yourself up for, uh, you know, better better bowl games now. Mm -hmm. So there's still plenty to play for. It's been a really fun nine games. It's been really. I'm just. I'm blown away of what we've seen. Uh, I'm just so wildly impressed uh, by this program and it can't be understated uh, or can't be overstated. I'm sorry. It can be understated. Uh, it can't be overstated what we've seen here um, in a short amount of time for Lance Leipold. Uh, I, I'm sad, Scott. This was <laughs> it, man. Uh, I wish we could have finished the whole season together. Uh, this is your last show. Um, it has been really, really fun working with you, buddy. Uh, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss doing this show with you. But I am so happy that we got to celebrate Kansas Bowl eligibility on the way out. Well, it's crazy. The timing uh, literally in some ways couldn't have been worse, but also in some ways couldn't have been better. Uh, no, look, uh, it, it, it has been an absolute blast getting to do this a couple times a week. Um, I won't spoil anything. No spoilers here. I know we're live. Uh, I know you got some big plans for where this show is going. Um, both short-term and long-term, so just like the Kansas football program. But, no, Kent, it's been a blast, and I, I think people – it's funny how many people I talk to now who want to talk about something you said, which is always a good sign. I think it, it – you bring you bring a lot to this space. It's great to hear um, your football insight and thoughts. And, yeah, I'm excited about what I'm doing, and I'm excited about where I'm going. 
but I will miss doing this because it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a blast to do this with you. And um, it's been really cool to see KU fans kind of take to this show and, and take to learning a little bit about Kent underscore Swanson on Twitter uh, for however much longer Twitter lasts. <laughs> Well, uh, that is the last uh, Scott Chasen edition of Booth Review. It's a great way to go out. Appreciate everybody for listening. Kansas is bowl eligible. What a sentence. And it's barely November. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Thanks again to Scott Chasen for starting this show with me. We'll catch you later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.